The Gratitude Visit is brought to you by the Come Alive Collaborative. The Collaborative is a positive psychology and life coaching resource group that provides individual coaching, podcasts, and small group educational experiences to help you grow personally and professionally. I'm Dr. Dave, and this is The Gratitude Visit. My sister once said, this is so funny. She heard this woman say, well, I don't have anything to be grateful for. And my sister said, do you have anything in your eye right now? And she said, well, no, I don't have anything in my eye right now. And she said, well, you should be grateful. You don't have something in your eye right now. And I thought, you know, when you do get something in your eye, it's like bothers you and you can't you know, do anything until you get that little speck out. <laughs> In 2016, I started digging deeper into positive psychology research, particularly around the gratitude visit. As a therapist, professor of counseling and psychology, and a life calling coach, I've worked with others to manage their mental and emotional health. But I also wrestled with depression, especially during the winter months. So I continued to explore well-being practices to deal with my own melancholy and to help others. As I got into the research, I discovered that gratitude visits can boost your mood for up to a month after the experience. These visits have a similar effect on the recipients of gratitude. With this in mind, I developed a positive psychology project around the gratitude visit. Then in January of 2017, I launched my project, where at least once a month for a year, I would write, revise, and read a letter of gratitude to someone who had made a significant impact on my life. In the end, I wrote 16 letters, and now, five winters later, my seasonal affective depression has not returned. Recently, I decided to invite my gratitude recipients from 2017 to write a letter to someone else in their life, record it, and then come on this podcast to talk about the experience. But I also had a surprise for them. I wanted to reread this letter of gratitude I wrote to you a while ago. Oh no. And So this is, a, originally wrote it four years ago. I think I sent it to you since then. And just kind yes, of remind Yes, I still have it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted just to read, read it through again. So dear Teresa, I would like to express my gratitude to you for all that you have meant to me these past few years at IWU. I remember our first meeting, we just talked about this That's recently. Right. Yes, it's always fun to revisit that, I think. <laughs> yes. How mm-hmm. can I or you forget? I've told this story many times over the years because it brings a smile to my face and to others who know you. Remember your call, you had had concerns and ideas about one of the psych courses. I think it was 150, um, 155. 155, yeah. And just I never did revise to, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share them with you. I would often try to get out of these kinds of meetings because I wasn't sure how long they would take or if, or if they would waste my day. I love that part. <laughs> but I agreed and watched as you wheeled in your iMac to the community room and set up the big screen to share your ideas and plans for this course, which I think also included a revamp of the entire program. Yes, along <laughs> with I, the commercial. Remember that? <laughs> you watched the commercial too. <laughs> My introvertedness was very apparent to you because just as I was beginning to feel the need to retreat to my office cave, you paused. If you wouldn't have stopped and your presentation just continued, I don't know if everything would have turned out like it has, but you said something like, I need to stop here. I've been talking a lot and I want to make sure you have a chance to respond. This small gesture showed me that 
you are both self-aware and others-centered, which I think was even more important for me to witness than the, the awesomeness of your ideas. As you gave me space to express my own thoughts and, I, and we continued to our exchange, I knew that I could work with you. Thank you for making the effort to reach out to me. I'm so glad I didn't avoid this initial meeting because it did change my life. Oh, it totally changed it, yeah. <laughs> I don't recall what our next meeting was, but soon after the, the IMAC in the community room, I posted a full-time position in the psychology department. You've told me a few times that when you saw the application, you most almost didn't apply because right. this was something that you really, really wanted. Following through and applying, I can't imagine doing what we did in our department and the development of the programs and courses without you. Your positive perspective, your energy and ability to, to engage ideas while embracing um, people. Um, over the years of our collaboration, you have come alongside me and others in our department and school as the best example of a servant leader in the role wow. a faculty member, a colleague, and friend. You gathered photos of our team and printed them on a plaque for me. You created and printed a board game for our leadership retreat. Uh -huh. You spent hours dreaming with me about new programs. You took on responsibilities as the, as the assistant director of the behavioral science department and ultimately agreed to what I think was was and is a significant sacrifice for you and switched roles with me to become the director. Your partnership in all, in all manner of projects and programs allowed me to continue to witness the redemptive way you interact with people. Thank you for, your, for that example. I don't know if, I, if I've ever told you, but I was also afraid to dream of becoming a full-time faculty member. Mm -hmm. I thought about it for years and never ex expected it would happen. Like you, I wanted it so much that I was too scared to even consider it as a real real possibility. Mm -hmm. Even the months leading up to our transition last four years, three years I, ago. I know, that's crazy. I was convinced something would come up or get in the way of it working out for me and for you. And yet again, your spirit of sacrifice paved the way for me to realize one of my lifelong dreams to reach, to teach, research, and create, a, create as a full-time faculty member. The many gifts, the ability to take on projects with boundless energy, the desire to have a club and community, the drive for greater impact and meaning, and your seemingly endless grace, Teresa, are images indelibly carved into my soul of what a woman of God, of, of authenticity, imagination, and a force for good in this world looks like. Wow. One of my favorite films, and I believe yours as well, is Lord of the Rings. I'm That's reminded of- favorite part. <laughs> reminded it's- as I was seen at the close of the second movie when Frodo was at his end, beaten down by the weight of the ring. Out of his mind, possessed by Sauron, the evil eye, he, he pulls the sword on his faithful friend Sam. Before striking Sam, Frodo realizes what he is about to do and drops his sword. He falls back on the ground and pleads, I can't do this, Sam. Do this. Sam cries in a reply. I know. It's all wrong. By rights, we shouldn't even be here. But we are. It's like in the great stories, Mr. Frodo. The ones that really mattered. Full of darkness and danger they were. And sometimes you didn't want to know the end. Because how could the end be happy? How 
How could the world go back to the way it was when so much bad had happened? But in the end, it's only a passing thing. This shadow, even darkness must pass. A new day will come. And when the sun shines, it'll shine out the clearer. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. But I think, Mr. Furrow, I do understand. I know now. Folk in those stories had lots of chances of turning back, only they didn't. They kept going because they were holding on to something. What are we holding on to, Sam? There's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo. And it is worth fighting for. Over the years that I've known you, Teresa, I see that you are both Frodo and Sam in this scene. Like Frodo, you have felt the weight of responsibility and of darkness in life with family and friends and in your own and your role at IWU. And like Sam, you see some good in this world and fight for it with all of your heart. I think it is the dual man nature of your, your life, a deep and personal awareness of the shadows and a pressing on towards grace that gives you power to speak into others' lives with tenderness and truth. And so because of your preeminent life example and so many of the other reasons I've mentioned, I'm forever grateful, Dr. V. <laughs> Dearly, Dr. Dave, or that guy. <laughs> <laughs> One guy. <laughs> and yes, and remember, you are, you are where you are, not by default, but by divine appointments for such a time as this. Yeah. I mean, Thank that you. is just like the best. I mean, the, I was just thinking, I need to frame that. It'll keep me going like every day. The best was like Sam and Frodo at the same time. Are you kidding me? That was just the best. <laughs> I don't think it gets any better than that. So this is the kind of new podcast for the second season of my podcast is uh, revisiting these gratitude letters with people uh -huh. I wrote in 2017 and 2018. And I told people on, um, that part of this practice of writing letters of gratitude really did help with, I mean, I had depression throughout my life, but it kind of, I've dealt with a lot of the things related to it over the years and, but still had seasonal affective disorder. Oh, sure. Yeah. And, um, and just that's a big reason why I got into this positive psychology research and gratitude. And, and since then it's been, I haven't really felt this levels of uh, seasonal, the sad, it, you know, yeah. the past five years has been mm -hmm. pretty much gone. So um, it's largely because of these of these practices that I've been That's doing. so incredible. Um, I, I understand about depression too a lot. And I remember one time I was just kind of laying there and I was feeling really badly. And I started um, 
thinking about just saying thank you for, for just something. I don't remember what it was, you know, that maybe I had two legs still or something, you know, pretty profound and yet we take for granted. And, and I remember yeah. I just kept thinking of more and more and more things to be grateful for. And by the time I was done, I mean, I just, I mean, you could look out, thank you for the sun. Thank you for clouds are so beautiful. I mean, anything. My sister once said, this is so funny. She heard this woman say, well, I don't have anything to be grateful for. And my sister said, do you have anything in your eye right now? And she said, well, no, I don't have anything in my eye right now. And she said, well, you should be grateful. You don't have something in your eye right now. And I thought, you know, when you do get something in your eye, it's like bothers you and you can't you know, do anything until you get that little speck out, <laughs> whatever it is. And I thought, well, I don't have anything in my eye right now. So it's all good, you know, but yeah, you know, gratitude it is, is so really, powerful, isn't it? It's so it really powerful. Is. It's uh, the research that I've, and I probably shared this with you, is like that's out of all this other, you know, positive psychology stuff, the, the strengths that I've mentioned, the, the um, VIA strengths, and the gratitude comes up as the most powerful, you know, yep. contributed yeah. to well-being. It's just being grateful. Dr. Philip Watkins, a leading gratitude researcher from Eastern Washington University, has found that over 40 true experimental research studies have shown that gratitude exercises, like the gratitude visit, produce increased well-being. Watkins reports that grateful people tend to be happier, healthier, more likable, better in dealing with stress, more humble, less narcissistic, more giving, and more spiritual. I'm Dr. Dave. Thanks for joining us on the Gratitude Visit podcast. The Gratitude Visit is a production of the Come Alive Collaborative. Our senior producer and editor-in-chief is Josie Whitworth. Look for an upcoming book on the Gratitude Visit later this year. Learn more at thegratitudevisit.com.